0: Joe, Yo, where you going with that mic in your hand? It's time for school, rock school, with your hosts, Doctor Joe Burns. Give me a break, snick give me snark. a break, Nick
1: Snark, Nick Snark,
0: break me off a piece of that Kit. Snick Snark bar, <laughs> Kit
1: Kat bar.
0: <laughs> Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show, right here on the Rock School Radio Network. I'm Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Now, Tammy Burns, I do the 7 Days in 70 Seconds item. That's the thing we do at the bottom of the hour that basically tells you something that happened every day this week. I always do those first because every so often something shows up that I think is interesting that could become a show in and of itself. So... January 18th, 1971, you're going to hear this again at the bottom of the hour. The McCann Erickson Advertising Agency teams up with Roger Cook and Roger Greenway and writes a Coca-Cola commercial with the group The New Seekers. Now, the name of the commercial tune is I'd Like to Buy the World a Coke, and I'll bet you remember the commercial. Oh,
1: I loved that commercial.
0: They actually used it kind of as a... A joke at the end of Mad Men, the very last of the Mad Men uh, episodes, yeah. and supposedly Don Draper wrote it, and it it showed him to be a decent human being now that he had found transcendental meditation. Yeah. However, absolutely not true. It was done by this McCann Erickson advertising agency. Now. Many times, many times, a commercial will take a popular song and use it. My favorite commercial of all time is the Budweiser Clydesdale commercial. Yeah, that uses the Fleetwood Mac song "Landslide." The guy raises a, a, a pony, literally from birth. And then the pony recognizes him three years later and you cry at the end of two minutes. Hang on
1: a second. I got to cry right now thinking about it.
0: So that happens all the time. But the idea that a jingle Mm -hmm. becomes so popular that it then has to be re-recorded in a larger version and becomes a song in and of itself is a different story. I could
1: name one to save my life.
0: Well, the one I just gave you, the Coca-Cola commercial, uh, I'd Like to Buy the World Okay, so that, was, that was
1: the jingle first.
0: Right. And okay. then the new Seekers, it became so popular, the new Seekers re-recorded it as, I'd Like to Teach the World to Sing. Sweet. Now, I wanted to download the entire commercial, play it, and then play the song, but I'm, I'm not allowed to do that. You see, the radio station that is the flagship for this radio show, KSLU in Southeastern Louisiana University, is a non-commercial station. So I can't run the commercials. Right. Yeah. So we'll play the songs and I'll just simply tell you about the commercials. You can find them on YouTube with no trouble. So that's what we're going to do today. I have about <sighs> 17. I'm excited. Different ideas where it was a jingle first, then it became a song, and the song became a hit. Here are wow. the new Seekers. are not selling you Coke, they're trying to sell you 45s here on Rock School. I'd like to build the world a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honeybees and snow white turtle doves like to teach the world to sing
1: sing in
0: today on the rock school show we are talking about commercial jingles and music that then became a hit not the other way around not a commercial that used a popular song songs that became hits out of commercials. Do you know the Carpenters? We've only just begun. Yeah, everybody does. Of course, it was a smash hit in the 1970s. I think it was actually 1970. They also had another hit called Close to You. The two of them were released simultaneously. So obviously it was written by Richard and Karen Carpenter, right?
1: Yeah, they wrote everything.
0: Oh, absolutely not. Roger Nichols and Paul Williams wrote it.
1: The Paul Williams that everybody knows?
0: Exactly. The Rainbow Connection, the Love Boat theme, all yeah. of that. And it was written originally as a jingle for California's Crocker Bank. And it was it was so popular, they expanded. I say they, Nichols and Paul Williams, expanded it out to an entire song, and they gave it to the Carpenters. Wow. That's where it came from. Now, you say to yourself, wow, I've never heard of Crocker Bank. Yeah, they went defunct. So, hey, look, great top 40 song, but Ooh. not good to sell a bank on. Did your school use We've Only Just Begun as the prom song?
1: No. That
0: was one of those tunes that that was used at proms where everybody would dance in those hideous long dresses and just hang over each other oh, like yeah. octopuses. Like you, like you do. <laughs> Carpenters here on Rock School.
1: We've only just begun to live
0: White lace And yes, we've just begun All right, we've done the New Seekers. That's one you know. Mm -hmm. We have done the Carpenters. We've only just begun.
1: Oh, I know that.
0: Yes, I'm going to do the third one that I'll make you a $100 bet you know. Hit me. Then after that, we're going to get to those that are going to be kind of hit and miss. As a matter of fact, I got it. Sketchy. I have a couple of songs that you're going to go, no, wait a minute. That's that didn't start as a hit oh no but you know the tunes but this is another one you may know obviously you know paul anka right right okay paul anka was already a established star Everybody knew who he was. So what they did is they put his sort of star power behind this thing. Roger Nichols, who also wrote, you know, we've only just begun. Right. And Bill Lane, who worked for an advertising agency, they were asked to write something for a Kodak commercial. Okay. Now, you younger people, you may not know what Kodak is. It used to be that when you took a picture with a camera, there was this stuff inside of it called film. And Eastman started this company called Kodak that made this film.
1: Eastman. Eastman. Does, did as, he ha-
0: as in, I think he was the either the father or the grandfather of Linda Eastman who married... Paul McCartney. Yeah.
1: Did he have a little money or a lot of money? <laughs>
0: he, he had enough money to have people killed. Uh, here's the thing. The 1975 Kodak ad com- campaign wanted something to talk about taking a picture would catalog the existence of a human being.
1: Goodness. And
0: what they came up with was the times of your life.
1: Oh, That's right. And Paul
0: Anka sang, The Times of Your Life. It became so popular, and I know to younger people, this just seems impossible. Kodak sold so much film it was absurd Uh they were you didn't take a picture a lot of times you didn't take a picture you took a Kodak right and and when they came out with the Polaroid you didn't take an instant picture you took a Polaroid so these commercials were unbelievably popular when you hear Paul Simon singing Kodachrome that's a kind of film and so Kodak unbelievable it's hard to get across to young people how How big it was. How big it actually was. But when it became this phenomenally successful ad campaign, uh, the two people that actually wrote it, which was Roger Nichols and Bill Lane, expanded it out and they used the star power of Paul Anka for the times of your life. I don't know why I'm singing it like Kermit the Frog. But anyway, here you go on Rock School.
1: Good morning. Yesterday You wake up And time has slipped away And suddenly it's hard to find The memories you left behind Remember Do you remember
0: One more thing about film you were talking about while Paul Anka was singing is the fact that when you took the film to one of those little kiosks in the mall or the little building that was set up in the middle of a parking lot, like right there in front of the Kmart, you would hand it in and they would go, well, we'll have this back to you in about 14 days. And that we kind of went, wow, I didn't think I'd get it so quick.
1: That's fast!
0: <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. Do
1: you remember there was a, a a a box you could check? You could pay a little more money and, oh, and have they'd it speed it up. Yeah, they would. Yeah,
0: I remember. I never checked that. Me neither. I just didn't care that much. The only thing about it is there's 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 a meme joke that's going around that uh, Neil Armstrong went to the moon. He took six pictures. And the two ladies that I'm sitting with went into the bathroom and took 14 selfies in front of the, you know, in front of the thing. We just didn't care that much about it, especially when you had one of those Kodak Instamatics where you had to put the, the flash on top that was a cube that had four flashes in right, it. Right, right. You, you really had to give a care to take a picture. Yes. Because you were blowing something that was physical. You, oh. You, you, you blew a, a flash and you blew part of film and you it was expensive
1: it. it was it, it got was expensive. crazy expensive i
0: remember when i was young i got in all kinds of trouble from my parents one time my mom had a camera obviously and i took one of her film rolls, and i was very young and i opened it up to oh, see what was inside of no, it no you didn't and it just it shocked me and i remember this specifically it shocked me that you couldn't just put it back you know why it shocked <laughs> it you? Work. Why? Because
1: she whacked you across uh, yeah. your face. I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Try your you best. Ex- what was the What was the line? Trying the best to bring the water to your eyes, hoping, wishing it would stop her from whipping your behind. She, no.
1: You exposed everything,
0: dude. <laughs> she had no trouble. Here's another one. Let's do one more quick one before the break. Do you know the song "Music to Watch Girls By" I, by the Bob Crew Generation?
1: Oh, I hope I do.
0: I think you will when you hear it. Now. Watching uh, music to watch girls by was not the name of the song, it was simply a jingle that was written by Sid Rahman originally to sell diet Pepsi. Since then, the Bob Crew generation took the jingle and expanded it out, and it became a number two song on the easy listening chart and climbed to number 15 on the Billboard Hot 100. It's been redone by Andy Williams, Chet Atkins, Leonard Nimoy, believe it or not. But the whole purpose of it to begin with was to sell Diet Pepsi. So music to watch girls by the Bob Crude generation. It's one of those instrumentals, you'll listen to it and go, oh, I have heard that before. Here on Rocksville. coming into the first break let's take a bit of a quit from playing the jingles that then became hit songs uh tammy what is it called when a commercial creates a repeating thing that they expect the audience to take away there's a phrase what's that phrase called they expect the audience to take away you know the what I'm heck talking if about? I know. A slogan. Oh, a okay? slogan. Oh, oh, yeah. It's a slogan. Thing, a slogan. Slogan. Okay. Wait, right. When I teach copywriting, I tell kids a slogan is really you got to come up with something clever enough that people will remember it. Oh my it.
1: God, is this a test? Yes, it is. So oh, what I'm going to do? Oh, wait, I'm sweating already. I'm going to
0: give you some of the best slogans of all times. You tell me, and you and the audience can play along too. Play along at home, folks. It's a copy of the Rock School home game. Ready? Mm. Just do it nike yes think different
1: think different i don't know
0: apple apple Uh. where's the beef
1: uh wendy's
0: that's right because you're worth it
1: uh, is it a, is it a diamond?
0: Uh, no, no, no. no uh. L'Oreal.
1: Oh, L'Oreal. Oh, melt worth your, it.
0: Melts in your mouth, not in your hands.
1: M&M's. M&M's.
0: A diamond is forever.
1: Uh, De or what was it? De Beers. De Beers. Good for
0: you. A lot of my students say a jewelry store, like K, but it's not K, because K is, Every kiss begins with K. I might get in trouble for singing that on a non-commercial radio station. The Breakfast of Champions. Wheaties. Yes. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now?
1: Oh, gosh. What's the mm, telephone? What is it? It's Starts a with phone. a V.
0: Starts with a V. Verizon? Yes, Verizon. Uh, no way you'll get this, but I'll bet you know it. Got milk?
1: It's the milk can't ad for, it is. for it's, the, it's the United Ca- States of America, I no, believe.
0: No, no. It's the California milk processing board. That was unfair. That was okay. unfair. Okay. Uh, here's a brand new one. Shave time, shave money.
1: Shave time shave, shave time money. shave money. I don't know, razors. No, what Dollar
0: is a- Shave Club.
1: Oh kay. I almost said that.
0: Uh, give me a couple more, I'll bet you get BMW, yeah, the ultimate driving machine, and then Bet you Can't Eat Just One.
1: Bet you can't eat just one. Uh mm-hmm. what is that? Um
0: lays Potato chips
1: There you go. Okay,
0: I'll give you two more. Oh. Uh, America runs on. It's a donut shop.
1: Oh. America yeah, yeah. runs on uh Duncan.
0: Duncan. And then the final one: I'm loving it.
1: I'm loving it.
0: That's right. Is, That's the jingle. I'm it, loving is it. Is
1: it McDonald's? Yes, is it, it is. Okay. It is McDonald's. Mickey D's.
0: Who's listening to us here on The Rock School Radio Show?
1: That would be WHFC Harford Community Radio.
0: Fantastic. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Of the break. Now, this is, I think, the third time I've played the actual song for you, uh-huh. and you—I have no idea what this. Is. I played it, and you went, "Oh, I know it." I sang it. Now, this one, you actually were able to sing. There is a song by a guy named David Dundas. It's a song called "Jeans." Mm -hmm. Well, Dundas, who officially calls himself Lord David Dundas, composed a jingle with a guy named Roger Greenaway, who had also written Coca-Cola jingles for a UK clothing company called Brutus Jeans. And they came up with this jingle called, I Put My Brutus Jeans On. People were so taken by the melody that they, the the two of them, Dundas and Roger Greenaway, reworked the song, renamed it to I Put My Old Blue Jeans On... And in 1976, Dundas released this single. And in the U.K., it went into the top ten. Here in the U.S., I don't think it cracked much, but at least you knew it, didn't you? you?
1: Yeah, you know why I knew it? Why's that? I bought it.
0: You bought it. David Dundas, this is Jeans On. And it's another one of those tunes that you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to play it, and I mean within 15 seconds, you're going to go... Oh, I
1: know this. In 15 seconds, you're going to sing it.
0: That's true. Okay, there you go. And uh, Rock School. Oh, blue jeans on here on Da Rock School. Did you notice that I introduced the song by saying Da Rock School?
1: You know what? Why? Uh, All I can do is think think about this song now. It's in my head. Yeah,
0: you you must have had that on a 45. I did. No question. Da Rock School. Would you spell that D-U-H or D-A?
1: Oh, D-A. That's the smarter way.
0: That's what I would do. That's what Joe would do. Speaking of Joe, I'm Joe Burns. You are?
1: Tammy Burns. All
0: right, let's do seven days, 70 seconds. Here be the dates, January 17th through January 24th on the Rock School, you got Monday, Tammy, go.
1: January 17th, 1971, halftime entertainment at Super Bowl Five is the Southeast Missouri State marching band. It wasn't always rock stars.
0: January 18th, 1971, the reason for this show. The McCann Erickson Advertising Agency teams up with Roger Cook and Roger Greenaway to record a Coca-Cola commercial with the group, The New Seekers. It will become, I'd like to teach the world to sing. January
1: 17th, 1971, The Beatles' Helter Skelter is played at Charles Manson's murder trial as evidence.
0: Do yourself a favor, read the Charles Manson book. The one that's his biography, Whoa, kids! January 20th, 1982, Ozzy Osbourne bites the head off a bat in concert in Des Moines, Iowa.
1: January 21, 1966, George Harrison marries Patty Boyd in Siri... England with Paul McCartney as best man.
0: That uh, that marriage didn't go well. Nope. January 22, 2021, in their hometown of Oklahoma City, Flaming Lips pull off the first COVID protective space bubble concert with every member of the audience enclosed in a plastic bubble.
1: Ooh, that was
0: hot. Only the Flaming Lips could get away with that. January 23, 1986, the first inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame include... Elvis, Chuck Berry and Fats Domino. Okay, there was a successful, again, you can name an instrumental anything and nothing will go against you, but there was a very successful instrumental by T-Bones, which was a cute little name for The Wrecking Crew. It was called No Matter What Shape Your Stomach's In. It goes all the way to number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Again, when I play it, you're going to go, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'll play it and you'll go, oh, I do know that one. It began as a jingle written by Grandville Berland, What parents would say, what are we going to name this child? Fred, Bob, John? How about Grandville?
1: The third. That's
0: nice. Run that up the flagpole and see who salutes. Grandville, Berlin for Alka-Seltzer's 1966 commercial campaign, The Shape Your Stomach's In.
1: It and, sounds attractive, and huh? it was
0: so... Do you remember, I can't believe I ate the whole thing. Of course
1: I do. That's that and plop,
0: plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. That's all I remember of Alka-Seltzer. I don't remember this no matter what shape your stomach's in.
1: Let's see if you do.
0: But it made a whale of a song by the Wrecking Crew got into the top five. It sounds like this here on Rock School. All right, I have time for a quick one before we get into the second break. You knew that, didn't you? I did. There was a time when you could really make a living as an instrumentalist, like Herb Alpert. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were growing up, when there would ever be an instrumental tune that hit, like Chuck Man Joan Feels So Good, it's not that it would be shocking, but it would be odd. Right. It took a little bit, uh, a Kenny G song, it took a little bit of, no, no, wait a minute, that's not jazz, it's pop, so I guess we can like it. But there was that time, my father had all the Herb Alpert mm-hmm. uh, records, and they were all these gatefold records, and in the middle would always be some woman in like a gold lame bikini, Yeah. that kind of thing. Oh, that's, he had every one of them. That's those.
1: why we bought it, the gold LeMay- lame <laughs> bikini. <laughs> Did you ever have a gold Lemay bikini? No, only Did on you? the record.
0: I see. Let's do one more before the break. There was, in 1967, and before you say anything... In 1967, cigarette commercials had yet been banned from television and TV. It was 1971 that the government said, okay, no more cigarette commercials on radio and television. So in 67, it was around. There was a guy that wrote jingles for commercials. His name was Mitch Lee, L-E-I-G-H. And the company, I should have looked this up, but the company that created Benson and Hedges Cigarettes Mm -hmm. asked him to create a jingle. It was called The Disadvantages. And the point was they were pointing out all that. You, if you look up the commercial, you'll see what I'm talking about. They're pointing out all the disadvantages of other cigarettes. And if you stick a Benson and Hedges in your mouth, you know, it It tastes good. It doesn't get your wind. It doesn't, you know, all the stuff yeah, they used to say exactly. about commercials. Well, it was so successful that a group of studio musicians that called themselves the Brass Ring took it expanded it and they went to number 36 on the Billboard chart. Benson and Hedges cigarettes ladies and gentlemen on Rock School. Tammy, we are back to commercial slogans. Uh, I Oop. will give you the slogan. You tell me who the the business is. All the news that's fit to print.
1: All the news that's fit to print. All mm, the news that's fit to print. I can't print. tell you off.
0: The New York Times.
1: Mm, nice.
0: Like a good neighbor. State
1: Farm is there.
0: There you go. The Quicker Picker Upper.
1: Mm, bounty. Y-
0: yes, Tastes so good, cats ask for it by name.
1: Oh, what did they ask for?
0: Meow mix. Oh, yeah. Remember it had that meow, 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 meow. Yeah. meow.
1: that was um, so annoying.
0: Mm, mm, good.
1: Campbell soup.
0: That's right. The few, the proud. The Marines. The Marines. Good for you. It's finger licking good.
1: Oh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. There
0: you go. Takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Timex. Timex. Give me a break. Give Snick me snark. a break. Snick, Snick. Snick snark. Snick Break me off a piece of that Snick Kit- Snark bar. Kit
1: Kat bar.
0: <laughs> Do you know Snick Snark bars are the most popular candy in the world? And I, <laughs> I can't get she'll finish she'll finish singing soon. Um uh, The Happiest Sorry. Place on Earth.
1: Oh, that's Disney, I it, think.
0: No, it's Snicksnark. Uh it is Shut Disney. Shut up. It's everywhere you want to be.
1: I don't know. Where do I want to be? Oh
0: really? Visa.
1: Oh, okay, because they're Visa. paying my way.
0: Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybelline. That's it. Congratulations. Who's listening to us here on the Rock School Radio Show?
1: W X Z Y, Kane, P A. All right. Back in a
0: minute. Got to take a break. Let our uh, affiliates play their commercials, and then we'll tell you more of these commercial jingles that then were reworked and became hit songs. Back in a minute here on Rock School. okay coming out of the break you know the black-eyed peas right right they have a song called let's get it started in here let's get right
1: that's a great song
0: at one point in time it was sort of floating around in the early 2000s as a demo they didn't quite know what to do with it and it was it was actually titled let's get and then the R word which you're not allowed to say anymore well, The tune and the idea of Let's Get It Started got picked up by the 2004 NBA playoffs on ABC, and it only existed as Let's Get It Started. Yeah,
1: that's it. They They took the front, right? That's
0: right. They created a hook. That's it and it bit pitched the nba and what happened was the people of the black eyed peas went ahead and and wrote more lyrics run in run in run in run in oh it's a brilliant
1: in. song right. and then it
0: builds as a chord one over the other one Yeah. so that's where let's get it started came from they didn't write it as a song and then somebody took it it was redone as a jingle then they rewrote it and it became the song black eyed peas here on rock school Let
1: And the bass keeps running, running, and running, running And running, running, and running, running, and running, running,
0: and running, running, and running, running, and running, running In this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my around, you break your next. We got five minutes for us.
1: Run in, in, run in, All right, run last in,
0: break, in, I've in, got a few to tell you about that we can't play, just don't have time, Forever by Chris Brown. He created a song that, the before it even was released, the sort of pre-chorus was taken out of it and used for a double mint gum commercial in 2007 because it included the lyrics, Double your pleasure, double your fun when it hit he re-recorded it as the full song and it went to number two on the billboard hot 100 chart Uh, brian may was commissioned to record a song for the driven by you campaign for ford motor company it was so successful that may's label decided to have him write the song full out it went to number nine on the u.s mainstream rock tracks chart and what's interesting is it was released 18 days before freddie mercury's death and some people didn't like that very much it kind of made them angry you know what i'm talking about yep mark ronson and katie b wrote a jingle for coca-cola's move to the beat campaign for the 2012 london summer olympics it became so successful they took it expanded it well mark ronson's a producer right i mean so he could pretty much do this on the fly and it became a song called anywhere in the world went straight to number one in the uk Woo! all right what are we going to play do you know the song When You Say Love by Sonny and Cher?
1: Do you mm, know that one? No.
0: Again, it's one of those where you're going to listen to it and go, I think I've heard that before. A guy named Steve Carmen is a jingle writer, period. And he wrote for Budweiser Beer. And in 1971, he wrote something called Here Comes the King. And it has that bum, 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 bum. When you say Bud. No. Weiser. Yeah? You've said it all. And that melody was reworked by multiple composers as This Bud's For You. Uh, It was used here and there. Songwriters Bill Rice and Jerry Foster decided to pay the money to use it and wrote a song called When You Say Love. They wrote it for a singer named Bob Lumen. Ever heard of him? No. I'm sure you didn't because the song was redone as Sonny and Cher. And when Sonny and Cher did it, it went into the top 40. So when you listen to the song, listen closely for that. Sweet. That's what they took and turned into a song. Is that really the same thing? I don't know, but we got to end the show on something. And the song was uh, When You Say Love by Sonny and Cher, and, and that wraps it up. Can you think of a jingle today that you would turn into a song? I can't. I would do something with the Snick Snack bar. That's what oh, I would you do. you loser. Something
1: with it. I'm going to kick I'm, you
0: so hard. I'm Joe Burns. You are?
1: Tammy Burns. Oh, come on. You should have said Snick Snack. Ah.
0: The end. Class is dismissed. When you
1: say love, you're telling everyone your moments come. And you found what you've been looking for. When you say love, you've said the only word that tells the world you never will be lonely anymore. You got a pretty rainbow all your own, and at last you found your pot of gold. You're completely satisfied, a feeling of contentment fills your soul. When you say love, it means you find your special one and that you care enough to give your very best. When you say love, there's not another word that says so much because that four-letter word means happiness. Your heart is given wings.